So, so with that, um, we will study the Word of God and may I invite the congregation to please stand. We will be reading from the 10th chapter of the book of Zechariah. I'm sorry, sorry. 12th chapter of the book of Zechariah, uh, verses 10 to 11, and we will offshoot a bit to 13. So, uh, we will be reading Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10 to 11, 13, verse 1. And I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Let us read. And I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and pleas for mercy, so that when they look on me, on him whom they have pierced, they shall mourn for him as one mourns for an only child and weep bitterly over him as one weeps over a firstborn. On that day, the mourning in Jerusalem will be as great as the mourning for Hadad Rimon in the plain of Megiddo. On that day, there shall be a fountain open for the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and uncleanness. May the Lord be worshipped and praised by the reading of his word. Let us come to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for today that you are with us. Lord, be with us today. Samahan niyo po kami, Panginoon, sa pag-aaral ng iyong salita. Buksan mo ang aming mga puso, buksan mo ang aming mga kaluluwa upang makita po namin ang iyong kalooban sa aming buhay. Be with us today, Father. And be with your people today, I pray. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let's all be seated. For several weeks, isang buwan na siguro, isang buwan na, uh, we've dedicated the entire month of uh, January exposing and exploring our theme, Revive, Rebuild, and Restore. And we use Zechariah, this, this book, as our text, as our main text as we explore these themes. Now, the entire book of Zechariah speaks of the building of the temple, and I've explained that in my first sermon in the in, on, on our first week. It speaks of the building of the temple, but it also foretells you of the coming of the Messiah. So, itong book of Zechariah, nagsasabi lang ng hindi lang ito nagbibigay ng kwento tungkol sa pagtatayo uh, ng templo, ito rin ay nagsasabi tungkol sa paparating na Mesias o tagapagligtas. And the call of God to build the temple is the call of God for Him to be worshipped. A real and authentic worship. And direct them to the real object or persona of worship, the Messiah, the King. But you know, as we discuss this revival, rebuild, and restore, you know, the, the acts or the notion of Revival, rebuilding, and restoration is not without a price. Meaning, as we revive, as we rebuild, as we restore, there is a price that has to be paid. There's a price to be paid for these three. And the payment of this is not cheap. The goal of revival, rebuilding, and restoration, if you ask me, itong tatlong ito, I think, and I'd like to offer that to you, these are all acts of redemption. These are all acts of salvation. Lahat ito, yung revival, rebuilding, and restoration, 
ay bahagi ng kaligtasan. And that is why Zechariah speaks about a Messiah. If, if you could read that, diba? there's a vision, if you have read it, there's a vision of the scroll, there's a vision of the, vision of the flying scroll, vision of this, of the lampstand, etc., etc. And all of these objects are objects found in the temple, objects found in the worship of God. Because that is the theme, that is the object of the book of Zechariah, to call us to worship God, to an authentic worship to God. Kaya pinapabuild yung templo. So that is uh, the theme expression of the book of Zechariah. So with our short time together, I hope that we will be able to understand the cause of your revival. What is the cause? Why you're revived? The effect of rebuilding of our lives and realization of our restoration. So allow me, as we proceed today, allow me to bring you at least three things, among many other things. Of course, we always have it at twos or by threes for us to have main points. But of course, there's so many things that you could find in this text, so please study them, read them. So I'm encouraging you to read them. So there are three things that we would like to explore as we weave together this particular verse that we have read. We will be discussing revival as brought about by our genuine repentance. We will be discussing rebuilding as, our, as part or as, as a effect of our authentic worship and restoration as a realization of our redemption by our Lord Jesus Christ. And that is why I have entitled this sermon, To Whom They Have Pierced. And it's, we can find them in chapter uh, 12, verse 10. And you already know, when I use this title, you already know the object of our sermon today. Because I've said, Zechariah is about the Messiah. And the picture says, it, says everything. But for our first uh, pit stop today, let us discuss this verse. This is the verse that we have just read. Zechariah 12.10, it reads here, Pour out, I will say, I will pour out on the house of David and inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace, and pleas of mercy. So, the question is, what will be poured out? Anong ibubuos ng Panginoon? What are the two things that God will be pouring out to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem? Two things. Spirit of grace and pleas of mercy. Why? Is there a reason why it was given? Bakit itong dalawang ito ay ibubuhos ng Panginoon? We could see that in the verse because preceded by the word so. So that when they look on me, sino yung on me? Sino yung me? I. Kasi sinabi niya, I. So it's God. So sabi niya, nakapag kayo ay tumingin sa akin, kayo na nag-cause, kayo na, uh, what is Pierce in Tagalog? Tumarak? Uh, tama ba? Tumarak? Um, yeah, tumarak. Um, that's, that's the Tagalog word that I'm thinking about now. Na tayo na tumarak sa Panginoon, tayo na cause ng kanyang sugat. Us or we who have caused His pain, so when we look at, at God who caused us His pain, we shall mourn. So anong ibig sabihin ito? That as the spirit of grace and peace of mercies, these are but representation of 
repentance. These are pictures of repentance, the spirit of grace and pleas of mercy. And that leads us to our first point. And I've discussed this during my first sermon. Revival was brought about by our genuine repentance. And I've seen, we've seen that in Zechariah 1, in the first chapter, Sinabe, return to me and I will return to you. Return from your evil ways and from your evil deeds. Repentance was brought about by, revival was brought about by a genuine repentance. Hindi tayo makakaroon ng revival kung walang genuine repentance. Now, dinefine ko ano ang repentance, ano ang pagsisisi. Isang bahagi ng pagsisisi ay yung we are confessing to God our sins. Am I right? That's part. But in theology, in the Bible, the original meaning of the word repentance is not just, not just, huh? not only saying sorry for your sin, although it's also part of, but repentance is, has a, a word which means metanoia, meaning to change one's mind. Mabago ang inyong isip. And I've explained that. Mabago ang isip nyo sa inyong mga kasalanan. Before, you like to sin. Parang nakakapilang pag nakakasala. Pero dahil nakaroon kayo ng genuine repentance, you no longer see your sin as it is. Nakaroon ka ng change of mind. Mapapansin niyo yun because the Holy Spirit is with us. And that is the reason why it says here, the Spirit of grace and the, the pleas of mercy, these are repentance. Hindi ba pag kayo ay nakakasala, mabigat na sa inyong kalooban ngayon? Dati nung pa nakakasala kayo, okay lang. Parang wala lang. Ngayon, iba na. Could you, could you relate to that? Do, do you agree that that is true? Why? Because God has poured out to us the spirit of grace and the pleas of mercy. Yon ang nagbibigay sa atin ng kasiglahan, ng revival, hindi ba? Kung meron tayong totoong pagsisisi. At ang pagsisisi ay hindi lang natin kinoconfess na, Panginoon, I'm so sorry, so sorry. Hindi lang ay sorry ng sorry kay Lord. Nagkakaroon kayo ng bagong pananaw sa kasalanan ninyo, nagkakaroon kayo ng bagong pananaw sa inyong kalinisan at sa inyong kabanalan. Eh sabihin nyo, parang sa mga asawa ninyo, mga anak ninyo, asawa niyo sorry lang, sorry, 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 hindi naman hihiwalayan yung kanilang mga kolasisi. Basta sorry ba yon? O ba? So, that is what genuine repentance is all about. Sino ang nagbigay ng repentance in this verse? Who gave the repentance, the heart of repentance, the spirit of grace, and the peace of mercy? Who poured out that? Sino? Kayo o ang Diyos? Ang Diyos. So, the revival was actually brought about by genuine repentance ushered in, caused by God. So, what is the cause of our genuine repentance? God. Wala kayong dapat ipagmalaki doon. And Titus explained this very well. In Titus 3, 4 to 6, But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us because of our works. Tama? Not because of work done by us in righteousness. Para itong Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, diba? For by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not by your works. 
Parang ito ang version dun sa Titus. Sabi niya, He does not say work done by us in righteousness, but according to what? According to the mercy of God. Naawa, nahabag sa atin ng Panginoon, kaya tayo nagkaroon ng repentance. Kasi kung kayo lang, hindi kayo magsisisi sa mga kasalanan nyo, masarap kayo magkasala. Di ba masarap ang bawal? Sabi ng nanay mo, wag kang kakain ng yung, ano yun? fishball dun sa nilalako-lako, di ba? But that's delicious. Marumi, di mo alam kung sino mga, may mga, ngayon bawal, COVID, di ba? Mga hepatitis nyo ng pinag, may hepatitis sila, but it's okay, it's, it's nice, it's delicious. Sin is delicious. Pero kung meron kang totoong repentance, yung magbabago, kakaroon ka ng change of mind, a change of one's heart, yung deliciousness ng kasalanan will not be delicious to you anymore. O sinasabi mo, yes, it is delicious, but I have found a greater joy. I have found a greater pleasure. Repentance. Pero yung iba naman, dinala naman sa extreme. Hindi na raw kailangan mag-confess. Meaning you, you no longer tell to yourself that you are sorry or say, Lord, I'm so sorry. Isip ko, saan sa Bible? Whenever people confess of their sin, they will say, Lord, I am sinful. You need to tell that to yourself. Because you are. We are. But kung sasabihin nyo lang ng bibig ninyo at hindi gagawin ng inyong puso, walang silbi yan. So, revival is caused to us by genuine. And of course, going back to Titus, ang sabi dito, um, it is done to, by us, not, not because of our work done by us in righteousness, but according to His mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Who caused that? The Spirit of God. That is the reason why mabigat ang inyong pakiramdam pag kayo nakakasala. Because sin is equals to, starts with letter D, anong equivalent ng sin? Death. The Spirit of God is equivalent to, starts with letter L, life. So kayo ngayon na may buhay na kay Yesu Cristo, meron kayong banal na espiritu, whenever you entertain sin, you're technically entertaining death. So that's why it's heavy to you. Because you are no longer under the curse of sin. You are no longer under the curse of death. You have been made alive in Jesus. Kaya pala mabigat ang pakiramdam ko tuwing nagkakasala ako. Congratulations. Kasi kung wala kayong struggle sa kasalanan, feeling ko kailangan natin mag-usap pagkatapos nitong service na ito. Why? Because by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. We're so happy that we are in the Pentecostal tradition because we are emphasizing this. Ang sabi ng six, whom He poured out to us. Nakita ulit natin, poured out to us. Binuhos, hindi inisprinkle, hindi pinatakan. Binuhos, that is a representation that He lavished on us. He poured us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. And when we go back to this verse, ang sabi doon, so when they look on me, whom they have pierced, when you look unto God, they shall mourn. In other words, what this verse means is this. As God poured out the spirit of repentance to us, when we look upon God now, when we look upon what Christ has done on the cross, 
we will no longer see it as just an event. When we look upon the cross, we will see what Christ has done for us, what Christ has accomplished for us, and then when we look upon the cross, we will look upon the cross with humble repentance. Kasi nakita mo, Lord, ito yung ginawa mo para sa akin. Yun yung sinasabi ng verse. When you look upon, upon me, upon God, on Him whom you have pierced, you shall mourn. You shall mourn over your sins. You will look upon what Jesus Christ has done and say, Lord, I'm looking unto you. I've known and I've understood what you've done on the cross and I'm looking up to you with humble repentance. And Isaiah 53.5 says this, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the, the chastisement that brought us peace and with his wounds we are healed. Imagine, when you look upon that Jesus, whom you have caused so much pain because of your sin, he was pierced for your transgression, for our transgression. Kasi inosente si Jesus, hindi ba? Kung meron mang isa rito na dapat magsabi ng unjust ay si Jesus, dahil wala siyang kasalanan. But he was pierced for your transgression. And when you see that on the cross, sabi ng uh, Ezekiel, you shall mourn. You will have repentance. And this is true. When we've known the gospel of Jesus Christ, we've seen what he has accomplished on the cross, and we have come to God in humble repentance. He was pierced for our transgression, crushed for our iniquities, and the chastisement of him brought us peace. Indeed, my dear brothers and sisters, revival brought us genuine repentance caused by God. And so number two, our rebuilding of our lives is brought, up, is brought by authentic worship. And I've mentioned that. The reason why God asked them to build the temple, it's because God is interested ultimately in the restoration of His worship. Look at Zechariah chapter 2, verse 10 and 13. There's, an, there's acts of expressions of worship here. Sing and rejoice, like what we did a while ago. We sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion, for behold, I will come and I will dwell in your midst, declares the Lord. What makes worship, worship? As God rebuilds our lives, as God led you to repentance, God will lead you now to a genuine and authentic worship to Him. But worshiping, and I've mentioned here, is not just about singing. Worship is when God dwells in our midst and we offer Him our praise, honor, and adoration. Kung wala ang just dito sa ating midst na ngayon, wala itong saysa ang ginagawa natin, ang tawag doon public meeting. Pero kung narinito si Jesus, narinito ang Diyos, this will be worship. Sabi dito, sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion. Behold, I will come and I will dwell in your midst. It is on the dwelling of God that they could sing and rejoice. And many nations shall join themselves to the Lord in that day and shall be my people. Other nations, remember. So this is a prelude to the salvation of the Gentiles. And I will dwell in your midst. Inulit-ulit ang Panginoon, I will dwell in your midst. And you shall know the Lord of hosts has sent me to you, and the Lord will inherit Judah as his portion in the holy, and I will again choose 
Jerusalem be silent, all flushing before the Lord, for he has roused himself from his holy dwelling. And the holy dwelling of God, my dear brothers and sisters, is not a physical space. Ang pagsamba sa Diyos ay hindi lang dapat dito sa Shekinah, dito sa hall na ito. Kaya huwag niyo sasabihin lagi na, ah, pumunta, mag-worship ako sa Panginoon. Oh, so hindi ka nag-worship sa bahay? We confine, we have this notion that worshiping should only be done in this space. No. King Solomon, when the temple was built, realized this. Read from 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 27. When Solomon built this grand temple, he realized that the worship in the presence of God is not confined in one place. He said this, But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you. How much less this house that I have built. When you read how the temple, the original Solomon's temple was built, it was grand. It was beautiful. But even with the beauty and with the grandeur of the temple, ang sabi ni Solomon, hinihinyong ang heaven, hindi kaya, kaya i-contain. Yun yung highest of heaven, hindi kaya i-contain ang Diyos. Ano pa kaya itong humble abode na ito? Why? Because worship is not about just coming to one space. Worship is life. You could come here raising your hand and those are expressions of worship. Don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you, wag na kayong magkaas ng kamay o wag na kayong pumalakpak. Do that as part of your expressions of your worship to God. I am not saying that is wrong. That is right. But what I'm saying is that if for you that is just the worship of God, you are wrong. Because worship to God is your life. Because you could raise your hands here. Shout like, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I love you, Lord. Iyak-iyak ka pa dito, pagulong-gulong ka rito. Pero hindi nagbago ang buhay mo, walang genuine repentance. Nag-worship ka ba sa Panginoon o nag-show ka lang dito kasama natin? We could have a show. Look at Isaiah 29.13. The, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Possible pala yun? Pwede tayo nag-show lang dito. Pwede ako nag-show lang dito. You don't know. You could honor God with your lips and with outward appearance of worship, but your heart is so far from Him. Why? Because there is no authentic worship of God. There's no authentic and genuine repentance. Why? Because worship is about how you live your life every day. Mga kinainisan yung mga amo ninyo, mga employer, kaibigan, Lord, I will worship you today because it's, it will honor you if I will just keep my mouth shut and not answer back. Kahit na gusto mo sa korpo, yes, 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 gusto mo gano'n. Pero sabi mo, Lord, I will honor you. I will choose to be still. That's worship. Because whenever we honor and glorify God, that is worship. So pagdating nyo dito, yung pagtaas natin ng kamay, paglundag natin, pagsasawit natin ng hallelujah, will make a difference. It now makes a meaning. Bakit? Dahil totoo na yun sa atin expression, outflow na lang talaga yun ng ating buhay. Kasi araw-araw, your life is a praise to God. So pagdating yun dito, come on, raise your hands, say hallelujah. Why? Because every day is a hallelujah day to you. 
the reason why Jesus said it's because this is the trouble. The Israelites, the Jews and the Pharisees, had this notion. Sa kanila ang pagsamba, always outward appearance. Ang kabanalan is always outward. Could you remember the story of the Samaritan woman? The Samaritan woman, as you know, the Samaritan women are outcasts. Jesus went to this place in the well, high noon, namit niya tong babae. And there's a dialogue between Jesus and the Samaritan woman. And they're talking about worship. Am I right? Look how worship and life has been related to Jesus Christ subtly by this dialogue. Isa ito sa pinakamagandang storya siguro sa dialogue sa Bible. Napaka-rich nitong Samaritan woman. That's why in our encounter we use this, right? It is very beautiful. Kinausap niya yung babaeng Samaritana. Sabi niya, sabi ng babaeng Samaritana, Sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. Hindi niya pakilala si Jesus. Kasi nga, nagtanungan sila, di ba? May asawa ka ba? Parang ganun na tanong, di ba? Sabi niya, ah, wala akong asawa. Oo, tama kasi. Uh, Pangilan yung asawa niya, panglima? Five, five. At wala naman doon, isa talagang totoo mong asawa. Technically, sabi ni Jesus, lima yung kabit mo, wala naman doon ng asawa mo. So technically, tama ka, wala kang asawa. Relate tayong lahat, hindi ba? O, yung iba dyan, pasensya na ha? Sa Samaritan yun. So kung may kabit kayo, ay, hindi ko alam. But, so doon sila nagsimula. And then, ang sabi ng Samaritana, she shifted to worship. Ang sabi niya, our fathers worship on this mountain, but you, sabi niyo, you could worship God only in Jerusalem. Because the Pharisees see that worship of God is only contained in one space, hindi sa buhay. And so sabi ni Jesus sa kanya, women believe me, the hour is coming that neither on this mountain, kung saan kayo sumasamba, or sa Jerusalem. Kaya naman sa mga tinagsasamba yung mga Samaritanan, sila makapasok sa Jerusalem. Kasi outcast sila, di ba? And then sabi niya, you worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. But the hour is coming when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking people, for such people to worship Him. God is spirit, meaning God cannot be contained. Sabi ni Solomon, di ba? Hindi siya makontain ng langit, hindi siya kaya contain ng langit. So, God is spirit, you cannot contain Him, so you must worship Him in spirit and in truth. And so, yun ang sabi niya, you must worship God in spirit and in truth. The word spirit there is not about yung, ah, spirit, I'm filled by the spirit. Hindi ganun ang pag-worship. Ang sinabi niyang God, we will worship God in spirit and in truth. Spirit, in the original language, is ruach or pneuma. It means life. Doon nakuha yung salitang pneumatology, pneumonia, ano yun? Di ba? Yung, yung, yung mga pneumonia, whatever, doctor. Yung pneuma. Meaning life. Di ba lungs yun? Di ba life? Yung lungs natin nag-ano ng air? Life? So, yung spirit dito is pneuma, life. And so what Jesus is saying here is that when you worship God, you worship Him in life and in truth. So kaya sinabi ng Panginoon, so ang location ng pagsamba ay hindi place. Sanang sabi ng Panginoon, you worship God, I will translate, in life and in truth. So nasaan ang location ng pagsamba? Sa place? Saan? Sa buhay. If you are being rebuilt by God, you will worship God with your life. 
Ngayon, hindi ko sasabihin pagpunta nyo rito, eh, tumahimik tayong lahat at para tayong mga presbiteryan, ha? Nagbago tayo. Ito ay uh, Assemblies of God Church, ha? Baka nalilimutan ninyo. But, you know, kaya hindi tayo mag-judge doon sa ating mga kapatid na Methodist, ako galing akong conservative Baptist, uh, hindi tayo mag-ano sa kanila. I, I would attend St. Andrew's Cathedral uh, every Wednesday, sometimes when, when I was still working at, at uh, NDTC. I will go there on a Wednesday to take communion with them because they're brothers and sisters in the Lord. And they have a very, very formal, very, very serene worship service. I could not judge them now, but hindi pumapalakpak, ba't hindi nagsaspeaking in tas, ba't tumatas ang kamay? No, because pwede ako magpapapalakpak dito, palundag-lundag ako rito na, yay, ganun. Pero ang buhay ko is not a worship to God because the worship to God is worship through life or in life. Eh, yung isang Bata siguro doon, isang babae na, kasi lumuluhod sila doon, eh, tumatayo, gaganun lang, tapos lalakad na parang, parang sila mga Catholic eh, nung, but they might be living a righteous life more than me. So sino nag-worship namin dalawa? Ako o siya? Probably siya. Because when we worship God, God is seeking worshipers who will worship Him through and in life and truth. Spirit. Akala niya spirit. Eh, paano yung spirit? Ah, dapat ganito, spirit kasi. Masa para kaming spirit, pag ganong-ganong ka. No, no, no. That is not what it means. And I hope as you are led to genuine repentance, you are led to a authentic worship. But don't get me wrong, ha? Pag pumunta kayo dito, give it all to God. Kung kailangan ninyong itaas ng kamay niyo, although hindi po pwedeng kantahan, ng malakas o ano, give it all to God. Kasi overflow na lang yan ang inyong pagsamayin. And lastly, our restoration is the result of our redemption in Jesus Christ. And that is the reason why we are restored, because we are redeemed by God. And sabi ko nga kanina, itong revival, rebuilding, and restoration, these are all acts of salvation. Now, ang tanong ko, how does restoration look like? Ano bang itsura kung kayo ay nire-restore ng Panginoon? Well, let me just give you some uh, pictures of that in the verse, in Zechariah chapter 10, verse 6. I will strengthen the house of Judah, and I will save the house of Joseph. So when you are being restored by God, you are strengthened by God. And we know that. When God restored us, yung panghihinang kalooban natin, kinalalakas tayo ng Panginoon. Because when God saved the house of Joseph, He strengthened them. I will bring them back That is the hallmark of restoration. God will bring you back. And this is beautiful because I have compassion on them. Mercy. We've been discussing that a while ago. And they shall be as though I had not rejected them. That is how God restores people. When God restores you, when God forgives you, as it is if you have not rejected Him. Ang tao pag nagmahal, pag kayo ay merong binalak na tao sa buhay ninyo, o pag nagpatawad kayo, di ba may condition kayo, lagi kayo merong mental picture or mental list in your mind. Etong tao na to, minsan niloko na ako na ito, mag-iingat na ako sa yan. O yung mga asawang minsan, alam nyo na, ito naman lagi natin pinag-uusapan, mga asawa kayo, mga niloko kayo, pagbalik nyo, parang, nag-tricycle lang naman yung babae, preksiselosa na ninyo, kasi wala na kayong tiwala sa asawa ninyo. Why? Because, Our, our minds are very limited. 
Pero ang Diyos hindi. When He forgives you, He forgives you as far as from the east to the west. God forgives you. If you think God is against you, if you think God will remember your sins, you don't know God is, who God is. And that is why when God restores us, we should live a life that is forgiven. Ang hirap sa atin, mahilig, kaya nga, change of mind eh. Hindi lang nag-change mind ka doon sa kasalanan mo, nag-change mind ka rin sa perception mo sa Diyos. Di ba nasabi ko sa inyo, sabi ng kaibigan ko, meron akong inilang sa Diyos, pero nagkasala ako. Bibigyan pa ba sa akin ng Diyos yun? Tagal palagay mo sa Diyos, Indian giver? Uh, that's not a racist, uh, that's a term. Of course, that's a very racist uh, na bibigay, babawiin. God is gracious. And that is why we should not abound in sin because grace abounds. But when you look upon Him, it will lead us to humble repentance. As though I had not rejected you. Wow, beautiful. When God restores you, He will bring you to that. And I am the Lord God. I will answer you. When God restores you, God will answer you. What a feeling that whenever we come to God in prayer, God will answer us, that He listens. And that should assure us. What does it look like? I will make them strong, and they shall walk in His name. That leads me to my second point a while ago. How can you have an authentic worship? You can only do that by living a life that is of Worship to God, am I right? By living a holy life. And this is the effect of the restoration. You can really do an authentic worship. Why? Because the Lord will cause you to walk in His name. Declares the Lord. Zechariah 10, 12 says that. And what does it look like? It says, On that day there shall be a fountain open for the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them and from sin and uncleanness. That is the picture of God restoring you. You are cleansed from sin and uncleanness or unrighteousness. Kaya nga mga kapatid, mamuhay tayo ng buhay na, na tayo ay pinatawad na ng Panginoon. Mamuhay kayo ng buhay na kayo ay malaya na sa kasalanan. May isip ninyo darating sa ating buhay, sin will knock on our doors. Right or wrong? Correct or not? It will knock. Paglabas lang natin, pagpunta lang natin sa mga tabi-tabi dyan, may mga friends tayong galing sa uh, friends natin na mas maitim pa sa atin, na magte-text sa atin o kayo manliligaw sa inyo, hindi ko alam. Na, pero may asawa naman kayo sa Pilipinas. Putoksuhin kayo. O wag na yung mga Pilipino na lang, o baka, or whatever sin. Nagkukwentuhan lang, sinasabi ko lang. It will knock on our doors. Whether we like it or not. But, you need and we ought to live a life that is forgiven and live a life that is freed from sin. Because that is what we are restored from and restored to. A restored life to a life that is free from the shackles of sin and the bondage of sin. Sabi ng Panginoon, to cleanse you from sin and uncleanness. Linis na kayo ng Panginoon. So patawarin niyo na rin yung inyong mga sarili. Kung kayo may mabigat na kasalanan sa buhay, huwag niyo na rin balik-balikan lagi at sabihin yung, Nuku Lord, pinatawad ka na nga ni Lord doon. Huwag mo na lang balikan. Minsan, 
I've, I've been talking to a very close person in my heart. Sabi ko sa kanya, you need to forgive yourself because God has already forgiven you. Minsan hindi natin matanggap na pinatawad din tayo ng Diyos. Paano ka hindi masasabi hindi ka pinatawad ng Diyos? Because you live a life as if you're not forgiven. Free yourself from that. Palayain ninyo ang mga sarili sapagkat pinalaya na kayo ni Jesus. So yung mga excess baggage nyo, napag-usapan natin, yung mga excess baggage nyo sa buhay, iwanan nyo yan. Leave them behind. Hindi sila makakatulong sa paglakat nyo sa spiritualidad, sa kabanalan. Kaya minsan kasi, ini-entertain pa yung mga hindi naman dapat ini-entertain. Ano man yun sa inyong buhay. Live a life in freedom. Because that is what restoration is all about. Ephesians 1, 7, 8, In Him, we have redemption through His blood. And this is what I'm saying, the forgiveness of our trespass according to the richness of, riches of His grace which He lavished, lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight. Whenever we see grace of God, usually and commonly, it is described in the Bible as rich. The grace of God is always rich. And so when you live in that grace of God, live your life with genuine repentance. Live your life with an authentic worship to God, now that you know what worship is all about. And live your life as redeemed, forgiven people. That is what it means to be revived, rebuilt, and restored. I will end here. God revives us to bring us to life He rebuilds us to lead us to an authentic worship. Worship means life. And restores us to bring completeness and wholeness. What is the reason? So we may be witnesses to the power of His redeeming love. And I will end with this statement. God brings us to life. A real life with Him. A life that is lived in freedom. That's what I'm saying. In truth. And in grace. Live your life, my dear brothers and sisters, a life of repentance, a life that is or that has an authentic worship to God. And live your life redeemed, forgiven by God. Iwanan niyo lahat ng mga kasalanan ninyo, mag-focus tayo kay Jesus. That when we look upon Him, we will see His beauty. When we look upon Jesus, we shall mourn. Mourn, repent, and live our life in freedom, in truth, and in grace. And I hope that will encourage you today as you live your life for this week and for the rest of this year. We will be discussing the portions of Revive, Rebuild, Restore for this entire year. And as we close this theme exposition this month, I hope that we will have all these lessons in our life and we'll be able to apply them as we go along. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for today that you are with us. Salamat po, Panginoon, sapagkat sinamahan niyo po kami. Salamat po, Panginoon, dahil kayo ay mabuti sa amin. Thank you, Lord, for giving us this life that we have lived in freedom, in truth, and in your grace. Father, we want to praise you. Turuan niyo po, Panginoon, kami that we ought to live our life in an authentic repentance to you. To live our lives with a genuine worship to you. 
and live our life as redeemed, forgiven people. And assure us, Lord, that we are indeed forgiven of our sins, that we are no longer under the bondage of sin, that we are with you and in you, and in you we have hope. In you we have a future. And you have restored us. Thank you, Father, for today. My dear brothers and sisters, before we close, um, we know that Pastor Jerry and Atiglo will be going to the U.S. this coming time. So, uh, they will be on indefinite leave. So, at this time, as, of course, they, we know that uh, Liz and they will have a newborn. Um, as they have, because they will go with the new chapters of their lives, um, uh, may I encourage everyone, before I close in prayer, before I give the benediction, um, let us offer this time of prayer to them, uh, a minute, uh, to offer your prayers to them. I, I don't think if they are here because they're, they will do their swabbing because they will leave uh, this week. Uh, let's offer a prayer to them. Speak word of blessing in your prayer and uh, let's do that for, uh, for them and let's pray to God. I'll give you this time to offer that prayer to them. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the life of our dear Pastor Jerry and Pastor Aglo. Lord, as they will go on a long leave to assist Dale and Liz with their newborn and new ministry for them, a new leaf in the chapter of their lives, Lord, we pray that with the coming of their biological grandchild and many more, Lord, we pray that you will be with them in the U.S. during this time. Protect them from uh, viruses, diseases, and give them good health as they go with their family during this time. Lord, as they will assist us remotely from the U.S., as they will uh, be there for a time, Father, we pray that your blessing will be upon them. Lord, we know that uh, you will bring them back, and we know also that our connections, our love for them will never diminish. And so, Father, we pray that your spirit will be upon them, and as they pastor us remotely and as they go and be with their family, we pray that your love, mercy, and grace will be with them. Give them traveling mercy, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Shall we all stand, my dear brothers and sisters, as we receive the Lord's benediction? Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Aim for restoration. Comfort one another. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you.
May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In the name of our triune God, we worship and proclaim the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the people of God will respond with a loud and joyful, Amen, Amen, and Amen. God bless you, my dear brothers and sisters. Uh, we'll see you again next week. If you want to be prayed for, you could stay here. Uh, and uh, we will see you next week. Salamat po. God bless you.